Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. All right, everybody, it is 9 o'clock. Let's get right into it. We do this show every Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on X-Spaces. I'm Alan Gay, and this is now D1 Speaks. We got a great show tonight. I think it's a show that everyone's going to absolutely enjoy. I know that I'm going to enjoy it. We've actually got a – we have a committed prospect, and, in fact, he's a little bit more than committed. He's already playing college baseball. We've got Carter Deerdorf with us. Hey, Carter, are you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. Hey, man, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time to speak with us. I'm absolutely looking forward to this. Why don't, why don't you kind of kick it off? Just kind of let us know who you are. You know, what, what's your graduation year in college? What's your GPA right now? Where are you going to college? And really, how'd you get into playing baseball? All right. So my name is Carter Gerdorf. I am a sophomore here at North Greenville University. We're located up in Tigerville, South Carolina. That makes me a sophomore. So uh, I'm fr- originally from Bradenton, Florida. I uh, grew up there my whole life, played baseball there through some travel organizations in the area. Attended um, Inspiration Academy uh, my senior year of high school. I went to a high school before, but I graduated from Inspiration Academy. Um, and this is just a great place up here in Tigerville. I mean, the weather's a little different than Florida, obviously, but um, I'm getting used to it, especially being my second year. I've got some more, uh, I got some more warm stuff up here for this time around, so I'm more prepared this year. Hey, I love it, man. That's hey, I'm a Florida boy as well, so I know exactly what you're talking about. But Tigerville, that's not too is that close to Greenville? Yeah, uh, South Carolina. Yeah, we're about I'd say 25, 30 minutes, depending on traffic. Uh, so we're not too far out of Greenville. We'll go down there sometimes. Me, me and the guys will go down there to hang out, go to go hang around the city a little bit, but it ain't too far away. Absolutely. That's a beautiful part of the state. Really, really pretty country, man. Congratulations. I can't. Hey, we got a lot to talk about tonight. And I can't wait to get into it a little bit later and figure out how in the world did you end up at, at North Greenville, which is a fantastic program. They got great history, great tradition. It's a great school, made a fantastic choice. So I'm really looking forward to hearing more about that. Hey, why don't you kind of also give us an idea, you know, what positions do you play and really what are your strengths? And if there's something you needed to work on, what do you think it is? All right, so I primarily this year um, I came in as a first baseman, but uh, to be able to play and um, to play every game I, I could, they kind of expanded me out to outfield to uh, kind of expand my repertoire. So during the spring season, I played uh, primarily outfield with a couple little little innings here and there at first base because they know my first base was solid, so they wanted me to get prepared for um, outfield. And uh, I pitched a little bit. I pitched around 14 innings this past year. I had a, a .122 batting average against, so it wasn't a lot of innings, but it wasn't that big of a deal to me because I, I absolutely love hitting. Hitting's one of my strong suits, what got me in the lineup. Um, when I came here in the fall, I've, I've typically, in the past four years of high school, I've had horrible falls. I've had like 250, 260, but when I came here this fall, I, something was different. I, I wanted to kind of prove myself because there was no guaranteed starting spots for me as a freshman, so I needed to find a way to prove myself, and I batted really well um, in the fall, which led me to get a starting spot in the spring. Um, one thing I could probably work on is my speed. I ain't the fastest dude in the world, but, you know, if you get on base and you get hits, you know, it's something you can kind of avoid for a little bit. So right now um, I'm working on my speed and agility, just being able to get faster to improve my outfield and to make me more versatile as a player. 
Hey, Carter, congratulations on a fantastic freshman year. My goodness, starter as well. And I tell you, it just speaks volumes about the versatility piece. I mean, came in as a first baseman, now playing outfield, got to pitch, threw 14 innings and pitched very, very well. And I think you probably were a little bit humble about your hitting. Why don't you just kind of give us an overall, man, how did, how did you do just individually last year? Let's see. So in that fall I was talking about, I ended up batting around 400 in the fall. I was tied with um, – there's this notorious – if you didn't know anything about Division Two baseball, there is a notorious player named John Michael Fail. He is the king of Division Two baseball, as people would say. He leads the um, Division Two in home runs and RBIs. So it was fun that we kind of went head-to-head. We were both tied, and we had the exact same batting average at the end of the fall. So that was pretty cool. But in the spring, I winded up hitting around 330, 325. Um, so had a, a, I was a little spotty on playing time at the beginning of the year, but near the middle of the end of the year, I started getting consistent playing time. And that's kind of when you saw my batting average starting to rise and rise. And the best probably I was hitting the entire year was in the postseason in the regional and super regional. I ended up batting around 400 in the leadoff spot. So that was probably the, the best part of my career right there in the postseason, which is pretty good for the team and um, pretty good for me. Man, again, congratulations, Carter. I'm excited for you. And uh, so you were batting leadoff in the postseason. You just said you needed to work on speed. Were you batting leadoff because you were just absolutely getting on base and just kind of setting the pace for the game? Yes, sir. Yeah. So we were we were really trying to find a leadoff guy all year. You know, we tried Jalen Vasquez. He was drafted by the Orioles. He wasn't really the best fit. Um, he ended up being our five or six hole at the end of the year. But we kept on switching off guys. And uh, early in the season, coach kind of threw me in there in the leadoff spot, just trying to mix things up, get things started, and had a really good game. And then he took me out, and then near the uh, three-fourths of the way through the year, he threw me back in there, and I went uh, one game, three for three, hit my first home run of the season, and ever since then, he kept me there. And his thing was like, you, you just get on base too much where we can't put you, we can't not put you in the leadoff spot. Because <laughs> following me, we had Pat Monteith, who was an All-American, John Michael Fail, the king of Division Two baseball, Modic Kloop, who was who played for the Czech Republic national team, who also he hit the the first RBI in Czech history for the WBC. So that was pretty cool. And then we had David Lewis in the five hole, who was also an All-American. So for me to be able to get on base for those guys to hit me in, that's that was kind of the goal for us. Hey, that's big time stuff, Carter. And again, man, you're throwing out the names and the accomplishments of so many guys. And it just is is letting everyone that is tuning in. If you're not familiar with North Greenville University, it's one of the best D2 schools in the country, bar none. I mean, absolutely turning out pro talent, big time talent up in Tigerville. Hey, everyone that's able to join. Thank you so much for being here this evening. We absolutely appreciate it. Thank you for the support. Uh, If you did get in late, don't worry about it. We record this space, and we'll be able to retweet it out later in its entirety. We are speaking with rising sophomore Carter Deardorff. He plays for North Greenville University. Hey, Carter, let me ask you something, man. You've got a fantastic prep career. Uh, You you started off unbelievable freshman year. You're really playing big-time baseball. So what, what is it? that you're doing to really just stay motivated and keep improving your skills and, and not plateauing. Yeah. I mean, it's easy as I think it's easier as a freshman because you want to prove to everyone that you belong, that you're, you're supposed to be there. So um, freshman year is pretty easy just because they have, we have all these big names and we had one open spot for the season. And so being able to uh, keep pushing for that spot um, was really what motivated me in the fall. And then in the spring, when I got that first taste of, uh, starting the first game, we played in 
the Houston Astros Stadium, which is pretty cool to have our first three games there. It just kind of motivated me even more. Like, I want to be on the field for every single inning, every single game, and be able to not only just play but produce for my team and be an asset that they can use. So just having that in the back of my head and also Coach Powell, he's always great at motivating. He's notorious for his motivational speeches. He's very, He was very uh, good to me all season, kind of motivating me when I was down, like, hey, you're a freshman. It's not that big of a deal. You're going to be playing tomorrow, so don't let this game affect you. So he was a big part of just giving me reassurance and um, just keeping me calm and, and comfortable. Hey, man, that's so cool. And I, I love that first starting experience. I and mean, there's only one position, and you were really fighting for it. And that one position, obviously, was the outfield, correct? Yeah, it was left field. Left field, man. How did you feel about that when you found out that was the one spot? And I think traditionally, I'm sure you played all over the field when you were in high school, but traditionally you're really a first baseman and you have an opportunity to play left field. You know, what what, what was going through your mind? I mean, when coach came to me and he's like, we need to start putting you in left field. I'm like, I looked at him. I'm like, whatever I need to do to start, coach, I will play there. <laughs> it was funny. Um, I actually caught an inning my senior year of high school and it was it was at IMG Academy. We were playing one of their, uh, I think it was one of their like E or F teams, whatever. They have like nine different teams. Sure. Um, and they have a bunch like eight different camera angles at their main field. And so when, after the game, I had a buddy at IMG, and I'm like, you got to send me all the footage from that game <laughs> of me catching. So I told Coach, hey, I'm like, if you need me to catch, Coach, I got you. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, when he when he said left field, I'm like, whatever you need me to do to play, Coach, I will play. Hey, every uncommitted prospect that tunes into this, that was some really wise words that you just heard from Carter, man. When you get an opportunity, the coach comes to you and says, this is what I need you to do. You say, yes, sir. That's yeah. what I want to do as well, man. I love it. Now, I, Carter, I should ask you, I, I want to get some measurements on you before we go any farther. But in my, you know, in my own mind, I'm sitting here thinking, all right, you're a first baseman. You pitch a little. You got a, a great bat. I'm thinking you're left-handed. I may be wrong. You didn't catch as a left-hander, did you? I did catch as a left-hander. I was begging my coach all year. So, Inspiration Academy, um, we used to have a coach named Colin Wilbur. He's now the single-A uh, coaching uh, director for the Pirates. Um, he was our catching coach. And so, Inspiration Academy was notoriously known for their catchers and how we produced very good receiving catchers and everything. So, at the end of practice, I'd kind of hop in with them and catch and Near the end of the year, you know, it's my senior year. I got some leeway, some leverage onto my coach being like, you got to put me out there. And he's like, all right, if we get up by 10 runs here, then um, you can catch the last inning. So we ended up putting up, um, it was like 12 to 2 in the last inning. And I looked at my coach and he just smiled at me. He's like, go ahead, get back there. And so and that was probably the highlight of my, my high school career, being able to catch. I mean, that is so cool. Did you use a catcher's mitt or were you out there with like a first baseman's glove? Oh, I had a catcher's mitt. My dad's a lefty, so I bought him one <laughs> my like sophomore year of high school to catch me. And so I used that and I always kept it with me. Man, that is so cool. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And I got to believe, really, with the trajectory you were on, you've had a lot of memorable moments and a big achievements on the field. But if you could just kind of narrow it down to any one thing in particular, and maybe more importantly, kind of tell us what you learned from it. Let's see. Achievement-wise, um, senior of high school, I won the MVP. We did like a banquet at the end. I won the MVP. Um, freshman year, I won Conference Carolina Freshman of the Year, and I was also nominated. Um, I won a second-team all-conference uh, designated hitter. So those are pretty cool. Um, but I think the moment that kind of solidified uh, my confidence, at least in my ability, was um, we were playing in the regional the first game 
Um, we were in the bottom of the ninth. We were down two runs, and um, I, I was facing against this righty. He was a fastball curveball splitter guy. And so I'm up there. I'm like, all right, new guy. Let's take the first pitch. And um, through the first fastball, right down the middle. I just looked at my – I looked at Landon. He just shook his head, um, the head coach. And then the next pitch came up, splitter. I didn't see it out the hand, right down the middle. I'm 0-2. <laughs> Georgia Southwestern's number one closer. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I need to face here. And next pitch, ball in the dirt. And then um, one-two pitch was a splitter down, and I pulled it down the, the first base line. I got a double. I was going crazy at second. And, and um, Pat Monteith, the All-American I talked about before, hit a dribbler to second base, head first slide in the first. Um, ended up calling him out, but we went to review because we have that here, which is a pretty cool thing to have. Um, they called him safe. And then, of course, you know, John Michael Fale, the three-hole, comes up and hits a home run. And oh, win. So that was probably one of the highlights of my career. Not, not that I did anything, but to, for me to start the whole thing um, was just a really cool moment. Heck yeah, man. That is awesome. And I, and I do need to get those. So let, give us the measurements, man. What's your height and weight? All right. So I'm six foot two, according to the profile, but I'm actually like six one. We don't tell <laughs> anyone that. Um, I am 205 pounds. Um, I think that's all the measurements I got. I mean, I got some weightlifting me- measurements, but that's from like a year ago. Cause I haven't, um, lifted any weights in a while because I, I just underwent, um, labrum surgery. Okay. All right. Well, let me ask you this. What what did you weigh in high school? I was around one ninety five. Okay, so, so you put on a good ten pounds uh, through your freshman year. Yes, sir. I was actually so I came into um, so I played for the summer team named the Chi the Chi Town Cream, ran by Chuck Reader, and the whole point of the team was the the team's free. He wants you to come on the team. He will pay for everything: your flights, your housing, your food. Everything's right. free. And so with that, you know. We're only playing baseball. I'm not working out. I'm getting fed three times a day by fast food. <laughs> um, so I gained about, I, I think, 15 pounds. So I came into my 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 freshman year at 215. <laughs> but then I got sick and I lost 15 pounds. So I went down to 200. So um, me getting sick was kind of a blessing in disguise. You know, I needed to lose weight. So it was a good way for me to lose weight. Um, but yeah, I gained a lot of weight that summer, but I lost it all. And then when I get in season, I float around the 200 to 205. That seems to be like my sweet spot. Got it. That's so funny. I was going to say, well, that's the freshman 15, but you hit the freshman 15 before you were even technically a freshman. So yeah, they they, (laughs) they fed us well on that team. I'll tell you that right now. I I tell you as a dad, I like that program, everything free. I could get along with that. That was, that was their seller. Like, um, it seemed really sketchy because my dad got an email from the team saying, we're going to fly your son out to Chicago for a tryout. <laughs> we probably won't kidnap him. Uh, we'll fly him back the same day. So it seemed really sketchy. But once you got there and realized the head coach, like he has a lot of money, um, that it's real. Like you're like, this is the coolest thing ever. And so but, I had the pleasure with playing with a bunch of Division One commits, a bunch of um, JUCO guys. So that kind of team, we all stay in touch still. So it's cool to make those friendships and be able to talk to those guys on a daily basis on what their life's like. Absolutely. And you want to be surrounding yourself with talent. And what was the name of that team? It was Chi-Town? Chi-Town Cream. They actually just got ranked number one um, in 18U by Perfect Game. Perfect. Thank you, man. I was able to coach them uh, this summer. Get out of here. Yeah, I was back home. You know, I I wasn't playing summer ball because I I had my surgery July 6th. And so I'm like, I I reached out to Chuck. I'm like, hey, do you need an extra coach for the team? He's like, yeah, I'd love to have you out. So he flew me out for two weeks. Um... Um, I got paid a little bit and 
yeah, from there it was um, great time. You know, the same, still the same experience. Still Chuck, you know, paying for everything, hotels, flights, <laughs> Uber. So that was good stuff too. Good stuff, Carter. So let me ask you something, man. When your playing days come to an end, you know, 25, 30 years from now, you think you got a coaching future? I mean, I love working with kids. You know, back at the local hitting facility at home called Total Baseball Academy, um, I'll always like, you know, if there's a kid hitting next to me and, you know, one of the one of his dads comes up and is like, hey, I, I've, I've heard about you before. Like, can you um, give my kids some tips? And I'm like, of course I will. And so I absolutely love working with kids. Uh, my dad's a pastor, so I've been around the church a lot. So I worked in the kids' ministry. So I absolutely love working with kids. So that's um, maybe something I'll, I'll look into the future. You know, I love teaching people about baseball. And my roommate, he's been a hitting instructor for five years. Um, so, so I'm kind of surrounded by the, the coaching aspect all the time. Hey, this is good stuff, Carter, man. You're doing really well for yourself. Very, very happy for you. you not only have you been given an opportunity to uh, really excel at the game, you've taken advantage of it, and that's what it's all about. You put yourself in an excellent position, and you are absolutely producing, man. Big-time stuff. So, so, Carter, so far we've really been talking about just the athletic side. Let me ask you, you know, you are in college. You yep. have to take classes. We How do. do you really balance that academic commitment with – baseball at the same time and still be successful in both yeah uh you know breaking news guys we do school it's not just <laughs> baseball you know um yeah right now i have around a i think a three one three two gpa so i'm doing i'm doing good um and it, it's 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 not the hardest thing in the world like everyone's like oh my gosh it's the hardest thing in the world to balance academics and baseball but if you actually have somewhat of time management skills you'll be able to get it done Absolutely, man. You're off to a great start. 3.1 GPA, man. That's fantastic. So, Carter, who have been some particularly influential players or coaches, something along those lines that have really helped your development? My development as a whole, I think uh, I think back to my senior year of high school back at Inspiration Academy, the weightlifting coach, Brian Comerford. So he was a guy that um, uh, who really – knew what he was talking about with baseball. You, you see all these weightlifting coaches and everything, you know, they don't really know how to affect baseball players in a whole of in the weight room, but Brian Comerford, he knew what he was doing in the weight room. Um, and you could see a difference because all of our guys were throwing 90 plus no one was getting injured. So being able to have him as an asset um, in the weight room, as long as someone has talked to about baseball was one of the biggest assets. Good stuff. Again, everyone that's joining us this evening, thank you so much for being here. We absolutely appreciate the support of Now D1 Speaks, and thank you for the support of Carter Deerdorf as well. I mentioned earlier that we record this space so that we can retweet it out later in its entirety, but we also recruit it or record it so that we can uh, put it in a podcast, and that podcast is Now D1 Speaks. And the, the core audience is really uncommitted baseball prospects looking for an opportunity to get to the next level, as well as college coaches. And uh, the, the great thing about having Carter on, and I got to tell you, Carter actually had listened to a podcast that I did earlier and reached out to me. It was very, very nice of him. And he was like, you know what? I think I got some great experiences that, that uh, your core audience could probably really appreciate if they heard what it's like from somebody who's just really kicking off their college career. And I, I couldn't have agreed more. I thought that was a fantastic uh, uh, phone call to receive from Carter. And I was very, very grateful to have the opportunity that we're now having. So thank you very, very much, Carter, for being on. Yes, sir. I mean, 
it's, it's a tough process out there. It's a lot of people in the dark. So to be able to give uh, my experience on it, um, I was never one that was highly recruited out of high school. So, and that's probably most of the people that are watching. These guys are, aren't highly recruited or aren't highly seen. So to be able to give my input is just something I'd love to do. Man, that's fantastic. Baseball's tough in recruiting. Let, let me ask you something. You, you alluded to it a little bit earlier with time management as we talked about your academics and, and how you balance that with baseball. But just kind of go through what, what is a typical day for a baseball player in college? And, and talk specifically about in season. So talk about last year's spring season. What's a typical day? All right. So you wake up, let's say, let's say you're a freshman. You're typically taking 8 a.m. classes. So you wake up at 7.30, um, go to your 8 a.m. class. You go get something to eat. Um, let's say this is a Friday, Friday, uh, Friday weekend series. You got a game at – we play our weekend series at 3.30. So let's say it's Friday. Um, let's say you have class on Friday, eight o'clock, and then you have another class from 11 to 12, 15. And then you have to be at the field around 1230 to go and get stretched, get ready, hit BP. And then you play your game at three 30 and then you play that game till around six, six 30. And then you go get some food from the calf and you go sit down and then you remember, you remember, you remember that, Oh shoot, I'm a student. And so you got to study for your test on Monday, do your homework that's due on Sunday and all that stuff. And then you wake up and you play some more baseball on Saturday. So that's kind of the, the average day of a in, of in-season student, um, especially when you start missing classes because of away games. That's what gets tough. But the thing that I see that really good academic um, students do that play sports is they communicate with their teachers. So one way I implemented that this season was on Saturday or uh, Sunday nights, I would um, – email every one of my teachers my baseball schedule that week so i'll be like monday we have a game against so and so away i won't be in your class um uh, we have a game thursday and then a weekend series so whatever day i'd miss their class i want to make sure they know i'm not there but i want them to know that i'm trying to communicate with them that i I care about their class and that i want to be there but i can't man that's tremendous advice right there that communication is key and and hey they know Hey, the professors know that they're going to have athletes in their classroom. They're going to miss a certain amount of time. But to reach out to them ahead of time like that, that's big time. Tons of maturity right there, Carter. Um, let, let me ask you about the away schedule as well, especially midweek away. How, how does that work? Oh, Lord. Um, those, are, those are the fun ones. I mean, you're, you're driving up and you're driving back the same day. Um, we had one game where we got, we got there. We had a 6.30 game, o'clock game. Um, so we left at. I think 3.30 to get there at 5.30 to play at 6.30. And we finished the game around 9, and we didn't get back till I think, 11, 12, 12 a.m. <laughs> so those are the fun games where you, you, get, you get back to your dorm and you just go to sleep and you wake up to, you know what, go to school again. Um, <laughs> so that's the, that's the life of a, a midweek. Those aren't the most fun, but the stuff you got to do, especially when they're, they're far away games. Absolutely. And then your weekend series, do you typically play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or you guys mix in some light double headers on Saturday? Yeah. So we play the double headers on Saturday because we're a Christian school. So we won't play on Sunday. So we'll play a 330 game on Friday and then we'll play a 1237 inning game and then a 330 nine inning game on uh, Saturdays. So Saturdays are pretty long days. You know, you got to try to find a way to eat a, eat a little bit in between the games. But um, thank God we opened up a, a Dollar General about <laughs> a minute down the road um, that wasn't there. So I'll go over there, grab a snack. But um, those Saturday games, um, those are fun. Um, a lot of people come out to those games, which is nice. Um, we love to have the support of the fans. That's what we, that's kind of what we play for uh, along with the championship, but to play for the fans, I know it's 
Um, but yeah, those Saturday games are, are, are really, really fun to play. Good stuff. How about just uh, individually for yourself? Talk about your goals just a little bit. And um, and in short term, you can you can put it in any length of time you want. It could just be this season or maybe it's just your collegiate career. And then ultimately, you know, long term, what is it that you're really uh, kind of guiding your career toward? Yeah. So short term, you know, um, get back healthy. You know, I'm about I just reached my four month mark of rehab. Um, so I've started hitting, um, a soft toss right now. So that's been, um, fun and exciting for me to do, you know, not being able to do anything for the past three months, you know, that's becoming the highlight of my day to be able to hit front toss. Um, but yeah, to be able to get back on the field and perform, um, not just at the level I was at, but uh, a step above it. Cause now I've been in the area, I know what I'm going to face. So, um, that 320 uh, batting average I had last year, I hope it's going to be 350, 360, 370 this year. So that's kind of the goal and to be able to, um, make a, a regional again, you know, win the conference tournament, um, do all those postseason things. That's always a, not just a, a my goal, but a, a team goal. And then for the future, obviously, you know, the draft is something we look at. You know, North Greenville is notorious for getting guys drafted. So um, being able to have a school like this where we have the reputability um, and the, the competition that I can get drafted is something um, I find a kind of safety in. You know, I, I trust in the organization that they're going to do everything to get me in front of the right guys to get me drafted. And I don't care if, you know, I get a I get a bag of chips and some sunflower seeds. You know, if I get drafted, I get drafted. And, um, you know, as much as um, I'm doing well in school, I'm not a fan of school. Um, so to be able to get out of school would be great. I can appreciate that, Carter. Hey, let me uh, – let, let's talk about North Greenville University just a little bit. I mean, again, you know, for any anybody that's listening to the show, maybe you're over on the West Coast or something and, and maybe you're not quite as familiar – with who they are, just an absolute big-time program, fantastic reputation, tons of history, produces major league talent, produces great young men that, to go on and be successful in all types of endeavors. How, and, I'll, you know, I'm thinking about your recruiting process, and I really want you to talk to us a little about it because earlier you had mentioned that you weren't highly recruited. And so I'm, I'm just kind of fascinated as to how all of this came together for you and you had the opportunity to go to Tigerville. Yeah, so with my recruiting process, um, I didn't get an offer until my junior summer, um, which for me, you know, I was playing at a, um, a, a two-way um, private school at the time, and, you know, we didn't have a lot of big-time big talent, so scouts weren't really coming to our games. But um, the opportunity kind of opened up that summer when I started playing for the, the school I ended up transferring for. The, the team was called the Kingfish. They're affiliated with Inspiration Academy. Um, the, the head coach, which I've known for eight or nine years, he reached out like, Hey, come play for our travel team. It's completely free. Um, you'll get our workouts and you'll get stronger. You'll get better. And one of the guys on the team, which is one of my longtime friends, his name's Ryan Garget. He's, um, currently at, um, state college of Florida, um, which is a really big time Juco down in Florida, right in Bradenton. Um, he was playing for the Dodgers scout team and I reached out to him. I'm like, Hey, is there any way you can get me on that team? I, I'd like to get the exposure that, um, wearing the Dodgers Jersey brings, you know? Because um, being able to get in front of people with the right, I guess, um, uh, I, the word, I don't want to say facade, but, you know, the right image um, to be able to present to these scouts that, hey, I'm on this big time team holds a lot of value to the player you are. And so I reached out to the coach. His name is Manny Beltre. And he's like, yeah, I'd love to have you on the team. I mean, any any um, friend of Garget that he mentions, like he's going to be good. And so I ended up playing with them. And within the first week, I got my first offer. Huh. Then from there, like, 
it just started rolling and rolling and rolling. I ended up with around, uh, I think, eight or nine offers at the end of the year, um, which was really cool. Um, not And what I found out with recruiting is that um, for people who obviously aren't promoted by Perfect Game, these aren't not, like not the highly ta- like highly recruited um, athletes. Is it's all about who you know. See, Manny, he knew a bunch of Division two schools within the this kind of southeast region, and once he put my 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 name and my face in front of them, they're like, "Where's this kid been all along?" Like we just never heard of him. And so, right when he put my 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 face in front of them, you know, it opened up all these doors and all these offers. So, without him and without my friend Ryan, like. Me being here, I probably wouldn't be here. I'd probably be at a JUCO back at home, which nothing's wrong with JUCO, but you know, being here at a big time Division two school is um, really cool. It is really cool. So, who was your first offer? First offer was um, a Division three. Um, I believe they're in Pennsylvania. It's called Trinity College. Um, one of my teammates from my my first high school, he actually uh, went there. Um, so that's kind of a connection I had there, and so they. I went up there because I was playing um, with the Dodgers uh, in a tournament up there, and um, they took me on a visit, and that was that was nice to have my first kind of. Um, I, I, it wasn't an official visit, but you know, unofficial visit and get my first offer, so that's pretty cool. That is very very cool. Okay, so how did North Greenville University? How did they? Um, how, how did it come to be that you guys started a relationship, and then ultimately, what was it that really? led you to say yes you know i want to be part of your program yeah for sure so um obviously manny beltran um he put me in front of uh north greenville university along with um a couple other schools like unc pembroke lenore ryan usc aiken and it kind of came down to those four schools and so i visited all those schools once um i loved i loved a lot of the schools it kind of came down for me to lenore ryan and north greenville university because I, I fell in love with both the campuses both the coaches were great and then we came up here um, for a, a second round trip with my family because at the time I was still playing with the Dodgers and my family wasn't with me. So I kind of went on these visits on my own. Um, so the second time around, I had my mom and my dad with me and um, we went around these schools again and um, we sat down at the end and we're just like, well, what, what do you think? And I was I was talking with them. And, um, I'm just like, I think North Greenville's the fit. And they're like, why? I'm like, something about that, that Coach Powell guy, you know, something about him <laughs> just makes me feel comfortable and like he's not um, B- BSing me. Um, Because you'll see a lot of these college coaches, they'll tell you a lot of things, but they're going to go back on the word. Whereas Coach Powell, he just seems so genuine and so honest. And of course, it being a Christian school, like he has a great faith in God. So um, I felt a lot of trust in him, which led me to, you know, commit here. And it's probably the best decision I made, you know, Um, it worked out pretty well for me. Hey, I think you made the absolute best decision for you, man. I'm really, really, once again, just happy for you. Just fairly impressed with who you are, Carter. I mean, you're obviously a very skilled baseball player, but you're a great young man as well. I love listening to the character of of who you are and the confidence that you have in your voice and being able to recognize coaches, teammates, past players. That stuff's that's really big time stuff, Carter. You got a great way about yourself. You got a fantastic future not only in baseball, but you got a great future in life that's ahead of you. I know that your mom and dad just have to be extremely proud of you. And again, you know, they've given you, your parents have given you an opportunity to succeed and you have absolutely taken advantage of it. That's what you should be doing. So, man, this has been a, yeah, no doubt, man. This has been a great night. I've absolutely enjoyed talking to you. And I can't thank you enough again for just reaching out and saying, hey, let me kind of share what's going on with me and maybe it'll help someone else out. And cause I know that it will. So again, just thank you very, very much for, for contacting me. Yes, sir.
Absolutely. Let's kind of end it with maybe some advice, you know, kind of think about, you know, the, the age group that I'm always kind of thinking about it is guys that are just starting their freshman year of high school and, you know, and they're, and they're really kind of getting their sights set on, let me get bigger, faster, stronger so that maybe I have a shot to get to the next level. So if you, if you could give some real advice to guys that are out there that are just freshmen in college, four years uh, in high school, four years behind you, well, what type of advice would you give them? All right. So you mentioned the weight room, right? Like that's a big thing, obviously. Like you need to get bigger, you need to get stronger, you need to get faster. But the biggest thing that I've seen is use Twitter, use, or I guess X, as you want to call it. <laughs> use that to your advantage. Use social media to promote yourself. Because I have a, a TikTok following um, around, I think, 5.5K, and I've been able to open doors with NIL deals and stuff like that. But for um, these high school guys, like you need to use Twitter to your advantage. You need to be posting on there whenever you have video to sh- get in front of these college coaches because coaches will use Twitter as a recruiting tool. And then they'll use that to go see you play in person. And once they see you in person, like that's when you turn your game on. Like that's when you show them what you're all about. Cause you might not have, like I was never one to have all the stats. I was never one to be the fastest guy, the strongest guy. But when they came and saw me play, they're like, yo, this dude's a dog. Like the, the thing you need, you need to get them to see you in person. And the first step to doing that is get them to see you online and show them that you're producing. Um, I was talking to one of the recruiting coordinators here, um, Hunter Dilworth. And he was like, um, um, he was saying like, yeah, uh, when I came and saw you, like, it's a different type of energy. Like when you see a kid who has something different about them play, like you can recognize it right away. Like you, if you play with a passion, you can't really see that on video. You know, um, you, you really got to go be able to see the player to see what type of player they are, how their composure is, what type of like um, energy do they play with? And the, how, the, how I got them there is by Twitter videos and by um, word of mouth by Manny Beltran. So that's the biggest thing. Just use every resource you can to your advantage. Even if it gets like annoying um, to your friends and family um, that you're posting so much, like use it. Like you are trying to better yourself. So why not use the opportunities that are given in front of you? And Twitter's free. There's no limit on posting. So post, post, post everything about you. Tag those college coaches. Get you, yourself in front of their eyes so they can be more appealed to come see you man that's fantastic advice and i know you've got the passion because i i got to tell you the thing that really struck me during our conversation this evening was uh when you were talking about your memorable moment and it was really you know it was one of those deals where you got down oh two right off the bat and you were thinking man i got to get on base i got to figure out how to get on base and and you took a splitter down the line to get things started with a double and then oh by the way just so happened to be the guy behind you also was very passionate dove into first base to keep it going and then you got a guy that knocks one out and that you know it's all about that passion it was like you took it upon yourself i got to get on base and that advice that you're giving to these freshmen in high school hey man you just got to get noticed you got to put yourself out there get guys to come and when they come show who you are that you you are all about winning having a good time but you're yeah. all about winning, man. Hey, For this sure. has been a fantastic night, Carter. Again, man, thank you so much. I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Do you mind if I say one more thing? Of course. Knock it out. Uh, shout out. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. I love y'all. Little brother, Max. Sister, Adair, and my, her husband, David. Say hi to them. Hi to my Bobsha, my Nana, my Papa. Love y'all. Um, they mean the world to me. They what? There's the people I go to when I'm down. Um, they're the the backbone of of myself as a player they give me all the confidence in the world so without them nothing would be possible and so uh, just thank you and i love them
Hey, man, what an awesome way to end the evening. Thank you very much for that. And thank you for everyone that was uh, had the opportunity to, to dial in live this evening or that's going to be listening to the podcast. Thank you very much and good night. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution, trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app, generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast.